հակնելու So I think you'll forgive me for that, right? Khantsum em ints nerek dura hamar. I'm going to move this to the side so you can see me otherwise, you know, I'm like you see my head. Megogvem khashum vor ints yaveli lav tesnek. Let's just pray. Agotkov sksenk. Jesus. Jesus. Just going to sing a song. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus there's just something about that name master savior Jesus like the fragrance after the rain jesus 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms will all pass away but there's something about your name kings and kingdoms will all pass away but there's something about There's something about there's something about your name We love you Jesus Takavorneri ev takavorutyunerian So Lord I just want to ask that whatever is said today would fall on good soil would love hogi mechingni that we would not hear it and forget it but we would hear it and be challenged to live like that every day So Lord like your word says that when your word goes out it does not come back void. Lord as your word goes out today will it accomplish all that you want it to accomplish in our lives. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so honored to be here. You know, I grew up coming to this church. So, so, so many precious memories in this building. And I would say a lot of my walk with the Lord, my journey with God, um, I thank him so much for the years I had here. շատ շատ գեղեցիկ էլ է երբ որ երկում ենք 
But what I'm going to talk about has something to do with that, actually, and how actually sometimes it's not as easy to do it as it is to sing it. But I'm going to talk about how sometimes it's not as easy to do it as it is to sing it. But I'm going to talk about how sometimes it's not as easy to do it as it is to sing it. Okay, so it's Christmas time. Christmas is Jamanakne Hima. Do you who who likes Christmas? Yes, I do actually. Do you? Over Christmas. I'm in Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about Christmas. Ima menashat ban versir mem Christmas hamema hamar. Is going and buying the tree. Zar ganelene. The tree is my favorite bit. Honestly, it's my very favorite bit. But listen, we're talking about Christmas, and so I want us to read from Luke chapter one, verses twenty-six to thirty-eight. Do you have a, your Armenian Bible, Luke chapter one? Anybody have an Armenian Bible? Okay. All right then. Here we go. Easy, I'm sure. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. For nothing is impossible with God. And the passage ends with this verse. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Okay. It's gonna, we're going to talk about that just now. Um, I, I'm a mother. I have two children. Yes, I have Lily, who's 10 years old, and Micah, who's 8 years old. And I love them very much. Because I love them very much, with my husband, we want to discipline them. We want to raise them up in the Lord. So there's one thing we've been teaching in the last few years. So that they themselves can understand the choices that they make have their consequences. And this is what we've been teaching them. Lily and Micah. When you say yes to something, it means you're saying no to something else. When you say no to something, it means you're saying yes to something else. Very simple. 
But actually, I think very profound. I remember one time we had we were we had planned to go to um, see one of their best friends, their cousins. And we had to leave the house. Now Lily and Michael were watching some TV. And they were halfway through their TV program. So uh, we came and I said, okay, Lily, Micah, turn the TV off. We've got to go now. It's time to go. And they're like, no, no, you know, little kids. No, you want to watch the program. We want to watch the program. And I said, and I, I said, guys, we've got to go. No, no, we want to watch the program. Then I said, okay. If you say yes to watching the rest of this TV program, I just want you to know, if you say yes to that, you're then saying no to spending more time with your best friends, your cousins. It's up to you. You make the choice. And so that was an easy choice for them. Once they understood, they took the TV control, turned the TV off, let's go. Because they understood. If they said, if they said yes to TV, they were saying no to more time with their friends. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no to more time with their friends means yes to TV, you know? And uh, the, the message I, I feel like the Lord is asking me to bring to you today is very simple. I want you and I to be challenged by this. What are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? And the biggest question I want to ask you today as we go through this, this, this talk is this one single question. Does God have your yes? Does God have your yes? And there will be many situations you'll be facing in life, even every day, that you'll choose either to say yes to God and no to something else or you might say no to God and yes to something else. My heart for all of us is that we would be people who say yes to God. So, the reason I read that scripture is because Mary, I think, is a great example here to us. She has just had an angel appear and tell her that she was going to bear a child. Through the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's pretty shocking, first of all, for an angel to turn up in your home. But that was not the biggest shock of all. The bigger shock, the bigger shock was she was told that she was going to become a mother through the Holy Spirit. And that her child was going to be the savior of the world. Now, try and get your head around that. That was a lot to get your head around for Mary. But wow, oh wow, I love Mary's response. And, and can I be honest with you? I would love to be like Mary here. Where my response would be what Mary responded. Where, where every day my response could be like Mary. Verse 38 of Luke 1, I think is one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible. Because Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. 
May it be to you as I as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. What was Mary saying here? She was saying yes to God. She was saying yes to God. Now I want to hear from some of you. I'm going to ask you a question. I want to hear what you have to say. Because we know this story, but I want us to think a bit more about Mary. So Mary says here, yes to God. I want to ask you, what has she said no to? Can I hear some answers? Yeah, I want to hear from people what they want to say. So, what is Mary saying no to? She said yes to God. What is she saying no to? Mariam voch aser inch kliner at vochi hetevanka. Zer part ba asek zer gagaparam. Anybody want to tell me? Inch kliner as super chin voch aser. Uncle Charles, what was she saying no to? She's saying no to the world. No, we would have all gone to hell. That's a big one. She was she was going to say no to what people would think about her, what people were going to say to her. Worried about her. Yeah, yeah. even Joseph her husband. Bites were born with a free will. She's saying, Astvas Voroshele, Vurna Ayopitiasi. But Meng Amenus Mer Ankah Kamkoveng Zambats. So it's not so easy. <laughs> no, actually, and you know what? Many times God will go to somebody and he'll want their yes. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, and sometimes he hasn't got their yes. And it's a partnership, actually. And there, have been, and there have been stories I know where God has gone to people and he's asked them to do something they've said no to God. And when they said no to him, he's had to go to someone else who'll say yes to him. Or in the case of Moses in the Bible, Moses kept on saying, no, God, no, but God, God wouldn't go until he knew that he had Moses' full yes. So even with Moses, he turned and he said, um, okay, we'll get Aaron to help as well. Let me tell you some other things she said no to. By saying yes to God, she was saying no to the culture of her day. She was saying no to her reputation. She was saying no to her own plans. No to her own dreams. No to she didn't know what was going to happen with her with her fiance Joseph. She had no idea what what that was going to happen. So she was saying no to herself. So really what she was doing is she was denying herself. She was dying to herself. To what she would look like in front of her community. For her, saying yes to God was more important than saying yes to the people around her and what they thought of her. And at the end of the day, when we say yes to God, what we're saying to him is, yes, we trust you, God, with your plans for our lives. Because we might have our own plans and our own understanding of what we think we sh- our life should be like. But if God comes to you and he asks you something, and he asks me, when we say yes, we're actually saying, yes, I trust you, God. 
Եվ երբ որ մենք դրական ենք պատասխանում, այո ենք ասում, ուրեմն ասում ենք, տեր մենք ես վստահում ենք։ Okay, I want to tell you a very true funny story actually, but it's a true story. Մի կոմիկ եւ ճիշտ պատմություն ուզում եմ կիսվեմ ձեզ հետ։ Rosita, I think you'll like this one. <laughs> so there's a man in America called Bobby Connor. And Bobby Connor is a very well-known preacher in America. And he's known for really knowing the voice of God and hearing the voice of God. And he's known for being a courageous man. But one time even he was challenged. Now this is this really happened one time. He was he was invited to go and speak in a church with a few thousand people. And he said he was standing in the front front row worshiping God while the worship was going on. And as he was worshiping God, there was someone leading worship, you know, with his guitar, and the whole band was there. And he heard something. He heard from God. And he knows the voice of God because he's used to hearing from God. And he heard God say to him something which seemed absolutely ridiculous. He heard God say this. Bobby, I want you to go up on stage right now. And I want you to walk to the worship leader while he's leading worship. And I want you to go and put your nose in his ear. Yeah, go and put your nose in his right ear. And Bobby's worshiping God and he's saying, What? Go and put my nose in his ear. And, he, and uh, he really feels like God is saying yes. And he's and he's he's trying to worship, but he's almost like having an argument with God. <laughs> God, how am I going to go and put my nose in his ear? I don't know if you realize, but there are a few thousand people behind me. I don't know what they're going to think of me. Remember Mary? I don't know what they're going to think of me. And he was thinking, no, this, I must be wrong. I must not be hearing from God. This doesn't feel what normally happens in church. But he knows the voice of the Holy Spirit, this man. He's a very man of God. And gently again he hears the voice of God saying, I want you to go and put your nose in the man's ear. And uh, he just he hears that again and again. And then he says to God this. He says, God, I've never been the kind of person to say no to you. And I'm not about to start now. You know you always have my yes. So God, even though this doesn't make any sense to me, I will do it. Now, I don't know what you would do or what I would do, but Bobby Connor started to walk toward the stage. The worship leader is leading. And uh, Bobby Connor comes up. While the worship leader is leading, Bobby Connor goes and he puts his nose in the worship leader's ear. It was the left ear. It was actually this way. He actually came this way and he put his nose in the worship leader's ear. <laughs> Can you imagine all these thousands of people watching going, what is going on? I'm sure some of them were not impressed. But that didn't matter to Bobby. As long as he was impressing his God. As long as he was pleasing his God. Now, get this. Do you know what happened when he put his nose in the worship leader's ear? 
As soon as he put the, his nose in the worship leader's ear, there was a pop. Pop Unknown to Bobby Connor. Bobby Connor The worship leader was deaf in his right ear. As soon as Bobby Connor put his nose in his ear, the worship leader was healed. Isn't that awesome? Not every day you hear see someone who is deaf here again. Now why is this important? God could have just said, go and lay your hands on him. Bobby Connor was used to that. He used, used to laying his hands on him. But, but God, I believe God was stretching him. Will you do what I say? Will you give me your yes? The word of God is full of so many stories where people had a choice to give God their yes or their no. I think one of the hardest stories is the story of Abraham. He had given God his yes many times. When God said, "Leave your land, that your fa- leave your land of your father, and and come come to where I tell you to go," he listened and he said, "Yes, I'll leave my father's land." I think one of the hardest stories is the story of when he God asked him to sacrifice his son Isaac. Even though Isaac was his promised, uh, the pro- Abraham's the promises God gave Abraham were through his son Isaac. And yet Abraham had the courage to say yes to God. And there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot behind that story. I'm sure Uncle Elias could teach us a lot about that story. When Mary said yes, she was saying she was saying yes to God's plans. Yes to God's will. Yes to God's dream. Yes to the miraculous. Yes to the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone in the Bible. Who's somebody in the Bible that is famous? Like we are, he is known for saying no to God. Judas. Judas? No, I'm thinking of someone, somebody else who said no. Like God asked him to do something, he said no. Jonah. 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 God said go to Nineveh and he went the opposite direction. He said no to God. And what happened when he said no to God? He put other people in danger. He put himself in danger. It shows us something. It shows us that when we say yes to God, we're actually in the safest place we can be. If you want to be safe, then say yes to God. When we say no to God, we can many times postpone our destiny and we can find ourselves in, in really difficult predicaments. Now, I've loved Jesus since I was four years old. And I've never turned my back on him. Because when you find love like you find in Jesus, and when you have a relationship with, with the Lord, Nothing that the world gives is anywhere near as beautiful or attractive. I've had encounters with God here in this in this church. I remember times when I've been on my knees as a teenager crying out to God here. 
I remember crying out to God. And I said, Jesus, I don't think I can do a year like this again. Please give Matt and I a strategy for our business. And I heard a sentence come to my head straight away. I heard this sentence. Ruthie, that's my name, Ruthie. If you will just seek my kingdom first, I'll take care of everything else. So I told Matt, I said, this is fantastic. If we just seek his kingdom first, he'll take care of everything else. Seek his kingdom and all things shall be added unto you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next year I would go and ask everybody I would say Uncle Charles how do you see God's kingdom practically I want to know what does that look like we started to understand in our relationships we should seek his kingdom first in our finances, we should seek his kingdom first. So we said, Lord, we want to tithe. We want to make sure we tithe what you give to us. So um, there we, we were still going through some difficult times. We were running. We were running out of. We were really low on money, like seven pounds one time in our bank account. And we didn't know how we we're going to feed our kids. You know, we we're, we're trying to do this business. Things were looking good. Things were were looking good, but still, was not easy. So we were seeking God. Soon, 500 pounds, a gift of 500 pounds was just given to us. And we were like, wow, God, this is awesome. 500 pounds, that is so much money. We felt rich. I'm not joking. 500 pounds, I was like, wow, we're rich. With that 500 pounds, remember, we wanted to give 10% because we wanted to seek his kingdom first. So 10%, sorry, 10% is 50 pounds, right? So we had the 500 and a few days have gone by, maybe a week or so, I don't know. Must be long, maybe a week to two weeks, I can't remember. And it was a Sunday. My husband was coming to play drums for our church. That afternoon, I was going to have my mother-in-law and my father-in-law come for lunch with a friend of mine as well. I was going to make them a nice pasta meal with some prawn and white wine. But in Armenian, it's... So I went to the kitchen, opened the fridge, there's nothing in the fridge, shut the fridge, what do I have in my house? I have pasta and olive oil. Oh, and some salt and pepper. Okay, 
Then I go to then I go to the drawer to get some of the money so I can after church I can go and buy some food so I can feed my in-laws. And you know it's important to feed your in-laws well. Yes. Եվ երթում եմ որ գզրոցի մեջ ես դրամս վերցնեմ որ կիսուր կեսրարես կերակրեմ եւ շատ կարեւոր է նրանց լավ կերակրել։ Especially the mother-in-law. Մանավանդ կիսուրը Make sure you keep her stomach happy. Anyway, so I went, my husband had gone to church already. I opened up the drawer to take the money so I can go shopping later after church. What happens? I open up the drawer. How much money do you think is in the drawer? Of the 500 pounds. Fifty pounds is left of the five hundred pounds. Menak hitsum pound amanatse thing hard poundits. I get the fifty pounds. Hitsum pound the Put it in my pocket. Karpanasem denum. And then I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. Lasumem sur pokin inset khosume. And he said, Ruthie. Ruthie. That's my money. Es impogos a khos kestuvel. Do you remember? You promised me that money. He said, he said, do khos kestuvel vor tasa tokos inzipiti tas. You see, we had not tied our money yet. And Holy Spirit said, Ruthie, that's our money. That's my money. You promised it to me. I was so annoyed that I'd heard that. <laughs> it's like I wanted to do... I was like, oh man, I wish I hadn't heard that. And I went and I started to put on some makeup. And as I'm putting on some makeup... I'm having a conversation with the Lord. And I'm not joking you. This is what I said to my God that morning. All by myself, no one is around. I said, Lord, while I'm putting my mascara on, I said, Lord, I know this is a really important lesson to learn. I get that. I get that. I should really learn this lesson one day. But if it's okay with you, can I learn this another day? I really don't want to learn it today. Don't you know I have my mother-in-law coming for lunch? And I don't have the money. All I have is pasta and olive oil. Now, can you imagine all the ladies here? Can you imagine your mother-in-law coming to your house? And they're so excited to eat. And you, and you hand her a plate of pasta, olive oil, salt and pepper. That's not an easy thing to do, is it? No. Anyway, I went to church. I had the 50 pounds in my pocket because I wanted to buy food afterwards. And I start worshipping Jesus. And I'm like, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm just worshipping him. Oh, no, sing, 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 go and sing. <laughs> um, and I'm just worshipping the Lord. I'm telling him I love you so much with my mouth. And the Holy Spirit is so gentle. He's a gentle spirit. And it's like he's whispering to me. Ruthie, Ruthie. remember, you said you'd give that to me. That's my money. Will you keep your promise and give me that money? And it made me want to sing louder. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So I could drown out the sound. Um, but I keep gently again. I just, I just, you know, there was a war going on within me. Who am I going to say yes to? Am I going to say yes to God? And no to worrying about what my parents-in-law would think? Or I'm going to say no to God and please my parents-in-law. Who do I please? Who do I please? Anyway, this man gets up and he says, I really feel God, God wants me to share this from the Bible. Yes, 
And he stands up and he reads from Proverbs 3, 5-6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. Well, as soon as I heard the word of God, it pierced my soul. And I thought, God, after that, how can I not give you the money? Now listen, the reason I tell you this story, there's so many things I've learned from this story. This what really happened to me. As soon, as soon as I decided to give the money, as soon as I said yes to God in my heart, it was like there was a shift. I went from anxiety, fear to a sudden excitement within me. I'm not going to lie to you, there were still a lot of nerves. But I suddenly, this, this, this joy started to rise within me and it was like an excitement. I was like, I think I'm about to experience an adventure with God. So then the time came when they're passing the collection plate, you know. This collection plate's getting closer and closer to me. The, the girl who was sitting, standing next to me was one of the ladies coming to my house for, for, for lunch. She had no idea what was going on. The collection plate comes to me. I quietly get my 50 pounds and I put it in. I now own zero money, nothing in the bank account. And I put the 50 pounds in there. And then I see the collection plate start to leave me. And all I can think is, bye-bye, come back. (laughs) Come back, don't leave me. I miss you already. <laughs> but it had gone. And now I was standing here going, okay, God. And do you know what? I felt a million dollars. I had zero in my bank account. I didn't know how I was going to feed my in-laws and my friends. But I felt a million dollars. Because I had just given my God my yes. Nothing beats that. Anyway, the meeting finished. I looked at my watch and I said, God, you've got 20 minutes to give me some money. Because I need to go to Sainsbury's and get some food. Otherwise, I've just got pasta and olive oil. So I go to the man who read from the Bible and I start to talk to him. And I told him, I said, you know, trusting in the Lord with all your heart is not always easy. And he said, no, it's not always easy, but it's the right thing to do. Excuse me, one moment, please. Pizza man has just arrived. Can you go to the door, please? You got some pizza. Are you guys getting ready for your pizza? Just give me a few more minutes, okay. Okay. So, where was I? I went to him and I said, trusting in the Lord is not always easy. But he said, it's the right thing to do. And I was like, if only you knew. Like, you know. So I was trying to, trying my best to say, I need some money. I need some money. <laughs> I was trying my best to smile at him and in a way that he might understand I really need money, but it wasn't working. Then I saw the pastor's wife. 
the pastor's wife said to me, Ruthie, Ruthie. I'm like, yes, yes, wonderful. It's the pastor's wife. So I start to walk with the pastor's wife. And she's like, how are And we start to talk together. On the way to go and get some tea and coffee. We had no pizza. So... Um, we're walking and she's talking to me and all the time I'm trying to say please, I need some money give me money I thought surely God's going to answer me now through the pastor's wife time was running out I had to go to Sainsbury's but I had no money and I say goodbye to the pastor's wife and she, she goes and nope, nothing. But then, but then, I turn around and I saw a friend of mine. She might have been where the clock was there, or the clock is there. And I was here. And I saw her look straight at me, and I would look straight at her. She looked at me, and she came, made a beeline right for me. And she came straight to me. And listen to what she said. She said, Ruthie, I don't know if this makes any sense. But God has asked me to come to you and give you ten pounds. Does that make Does that make any sense? Do you know I felt like somebody had come and punched me in the stomach? I couldn't believe it. And I didn't care who was in the room. I, I didn't care what I looked like. I just had to thank my Jesus. So all I could find myself doing was shouting his name. And I just said, Jesus! Because I couldn't believe he, t- he turned up for me. He did it. I had just had an encounter with the living God. No one knew what happened, not even my husband who was playing the drums that day. She said, it doesn't seem like much money. Ten pounds? She said, I almost didn't come to you because it didn't seem enough. That ten pounds was everything to me that morning. I said to her, don't give me a penny more, don't give me a penny less. Give me all that God has told you to give me. And I was able to go and buy very nice food and I made a very nice meal for my mother and father-in-law. Later on, we got money the rest of the week, which was fine, but at that day, that's when I needed that money, and I got it that day. I want us to learn something, because actually I learned something about my father in heaven that day. Because you know what Wendy said to me, my friend? She said, Ruthie, it was last night, on Saturday night. God told my friend Wendy. Wendy, tomorrow, when you go to church, I want you to go to my daughter Ruthie. And I want you to go and give her 10 pounds because my daughter really needs that 10 pounds tomorrow. God spoke to Wendy the Saturday night. Sunday morning, I'm not aware that I even need that money. God speaks to me. He asks me for my yes. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I've got the courage to do it. But unknown to me, 
The night before, God has already made the way for me. He's already provided for me and I have no idea. And I think I can't do it. But he knows me. And he gives me courage. And he gives me some help. Because he's a gracious God. He knows that I need some help. So he sends me the word of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You know what I thank God for that day as well? I thank God for my friend Wendy. You see, she had a choice as well. She had a choice to say yes. I will go and give Ruth 10 pounds. Even though to her it seemed like nothing. Or she could have said no to God. I want to ask you a question. What would have happened if Wendy said no to God? He probably would have gone and found somebody else who'd say yes. You see, our yes to God is so important. And when you say yes to God, like Mary, like Abraham, like the disciples, he said, come follow me. They left everything and they followed Jesus. It could be the smallest thing that God asked you to say yes to. God might ask you to go to one of your friends and say, how are you doing? I've been praying for you. It might be as simple as that. Or God might ask you to fast. I don't know what God may ask you to do. But one thing I know is it's the safest, most, most blessed place to be when you say yes to God. No to yourself. Know to what other people might think. No to even your dreams and your plans, but yes to his plans and yes to his will. And I'll end with this. When we surrender all to him, when we say yes to him, that's when he can come. That's when he can come and move. And that's when the supernatural can be released into your life and my life. And that was my experience that day when I gave him the 50 pounds. The supernatural was released. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you gave your yes. When you died on the cross for us, you could have, you could have, you know, listened to the enemy when he tempted you. But for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. Mm. You, you chose to do your father's will, and you said yes to your father's will. When you died on the cross for us. And you bought for us our salvation and our righteousness. Lord, help each one of us here this week. To daily give you our yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.